Hello and welcome to Bank and Transform. I'm your host, Jim Maroos, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. A year ago, I wrote an article for the Financial Brand entitled, Marcus, a digital bank that should keep rivals up at night. Since last year, Goldman's Consumer Business Unit has continued to expand offerings, including team up with Amazon and Walmart to offer loans to sellers in their marketplaces, buying the General Motors credit card business, launching Marcus Insight smart tools and trackers, and most recently announced in the offering of a digital investing platform. All of this before the long-anticipated addition of a digital checking account. We are fortunate today to have Sonali Divilek, Head of Product for Consumer Business at Goldman Sachs, which includes Marcus by Goldman Sachs, on the show. Sonali discusses product development strategy of Marcus and how a partnership mentality has helped Marcus become a force in the retail banking ecosystem. So welcome to the show, Sonali. Before we start, could you provide our listeners a short background on your career and how you ended up at Goldman Sachs? Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. I'm really glad to be on the show. So I grew up in consumer financial services. It's where I started my career and so have really gotten to understand some of the the pain points, the solutions that everyone needs um, throughout my career, whether that was where I started at American Express. I moved on to, to Prudential, um, taking a look at some other, you know, insurance related offerings and things like that. So I've been able to kind of see, you know, the variety of tools that help consumers with their finances, but also some of the complexity that's there. And so I joined Goldman a little under two years ago within the Marcus business, and it's been a really, really dynamic place. And where, as you mentioned, we are moving very quickly and listening to our customers and figuring out how to build new solutions for them. And so this, this new appointment has been really great because it really allows me to look at the full customer experience that we're building around Marcus and, and how to really build that bank of your phone and, you know, what we say is the digital bank of the future. So it's clear that you've been very busy since your appointment to be the head of product for consumer business at Goldman Sachs in January. In the last month, Marcus has announced the acquisition of General Motors credit card portfolio, the introduction of a financial personality quiz for consumers, and the launching of a new digital investing platform for everyday investors. All this was before the expected introduction of the digital checking account later this year. Have I missed anything? Did anything come up today that I might have missed? <laughs> Often that's not a question I say no to. There, we are, <laughs> are, are moving very quickly and it's been a really exciting time at Marcus. And we just continue to bring new products and services to that market. But what's really important to us is like, what is the customer problem we're trying to solve and making sure that as we launch those, we're doing it with that view in mind. What does the individual consumer see? What do they need to know to make the right financial decisions? And how can we help them? So as you mentioned, we recently teamed up with Myers-Briggs and, and launched the financial personality quiz. That That's actually been pretty interesting because what I've certainly seen you know, throughout my career is managing your finances is not it's an emotive psychological thing as much as it is like balancing numbers and, and dollars and cents. And so the quiz has been kind of a nice augment to our Marcus Insights tools because it really helps you as an individual understand where are your strengths when you think about your finances, where are your blind spots, the stuff that you're just trying to avoid. And then how have we built the tools within Marcus Insights 
to make sure that you are, you know, leaning into those strengths, getting good views, making that easy for you and not, you know, an anxiety ridden process. So we launched Marcus Insights um, in September 20. We actually just crossed our one year mark on launching the Marcus app, which has gotten rave reviews. I think still at 4.9 stars on the app store. And as you mentioned, you know, we'll have the, we just launched on Tuesday, Marcus Invest. um, And then later in the year, we'll be launching Marcus Invest in the UK. And then of course, checking. And there's lots of wheels turning behind the scenes too listening to our customers and saying, hey, how do we work backwards from there and get them new solutions? So it's interesting. You you mentioned the financial personality quiz with Myers-Briggs, which obviously is a testing company that everybody should be aware of if they've ever gotten employed anywhere. They've at some point had one of those tests taken. But, you know, it's also interesting because the Marcus Insights PFM tool is just like the personality test is offered not just to the customers of Marcus. So it's offered to the public at large. Can you share a little bit about this strategy and how it helps engage not only existing customers of of Marcus, but consumers who may not be current customers? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I think makes what we're doing at Goldman Sachs with Marcus so special is we are really focused on that mission of improving the financial lives of millions of people. And so we know there's a need for these tools. Um, we know that we can help individuals. And so, um, you know, we had acquired Clarity Money um, some years ago, and we took a lot of the best of that and put that in the Marcus app. And it's really something, of course, it allows people to get introduced to Marcus, get introduced to our content as well, which is also free to view. But we really put that as our purpose and our mission. And then certainly customers from there can be customers of more, more Marcus products. But I think it, one, it helps us rally the team internally about really what we're trying to accomplish at a purpose level. And I think it also helps us stand behind uh, and gives a real proof point behind how we're bringing products to market and making sure they're transparent on the side of the customer and sort of helps that ethos. And I think actually over the long term is going to be the right business decision for us as well. Obviously, you have a lot of different customer groups that have come into the Marcus umbrella in different ways. You, you have your, your loan product, which was probably the first one offered. Then you had your savings and credit card business. And more recently, you have your Apple card and different ways that consumers have come into the market, including what you just mentioned, the, the Marcus Insights and the, the personality quiz. How are you hoping to integrate all these different customer groups into an overall ecosystem that the customer understands what's available beyond the way they came into the the brand? That's part and parcel of the strategy. You know, our vision is to be the bank on your phone and be the digital bank of the future. And so it's not about product by product sales. It's about really creating and understanding what our customers need, what are the likely solutions we might be able to bring them and making sure, I mean, first and foremost is understanding how users think about their finances, how they think about looking at that on their phone and making sure that those kind of behaviors and that intuition is really, you know, kind of part and parcel of the product. And so we think a lot about customer journeys is maybe it's a little bit of a, a an industry way to, to say it, but, you know, 
what is the kind of content an individual is looking at? What does that suggest in terms of giving them insight into other things they might want to consider? Even things that might not be Marcus products, like have you thought of 529s? We have some great content that really helps people understand what's out there and what they can be looking at. And as we develop products within our experience, everything is really connected in the app um, on the web. And so we, we really focus on those journeys and making sure we actually prototype them with customers and with prospects so that we can see how would you think about it? How are you behaviorally thinking about it? And that really helps drive our process. So but between the PFM tool and the Myers-Briggs personality quiz, do you know of any other traditional financial institution that is that is actually promoting services that, that are not revenue-driven per se and are really just, what I'm going to say, financial education-driven as a way of building awareness and market share in the marketplace? Is there anything comparable that you see in the marketplace? I don't think anybody is really bringing the best of both worlds, both the education and guidance along with the solutions into the singular experience. And I think that's sort of what we've discovered with Marcus is there is this space that is prime for disruption that, you know, builds on the heritage of Goldman Sachs and a lot of the legacy and expertise that we've had and can approach things like a fintech, right, and make them really easy to use. And so, you know, sure, there are tools out there that are individual kind of apps and things that you can use, but no one's really bringing together the way we are. Um, and I think that's, that's a really unique space for us. And that's a place that, you know, we continue want to push the envelope in terms of what we can do. You talked about the Clarity Money product and and it's now part of Markets Insights, if I'm not mistaken. Has that base continued to grow? And, and do you expect the base, you know, obviously it's way too early to tell on the, the financial personality quiz, but do you expect the space to grow fairly large based on your uh, positioning in the marketplace to serve the middle market? I think we're offering a real solution that that millions and millions of customers need. I mean, what was great about Clarity Money is we had a lot of consumer behavior to learn from um, and customers to learn from. And so what you see in Marcus Insights is really taking the best of what was there and bringing it to life. And I think, you know, bringing everything under the single Marcus umbrella just helps us to bring a little bit to the question you asked before, the tools along with the solutions and bring them together in an integrated experience. So yes, we're very bullish on on certainly the need that we're serving out there. And usually when you're when you're solving a problem and probably in a better way than most, um, you get the customers for it. So obviously all these tools are targeted to the middle market, probably more than anything else, which has long been ignored by financial institutions as it relates to the effective management of money. Goldman Sachs legacy obviously has been helping people with substantially greater means do essentially the same thing. How does this down market strategy pay dividends for Marcus? So our ambition and our strategy is to serve the financial needs of millions of people. And so we're committed to bringing the best of what we have with Goldman Sachs and that expertise to a much broader set of consumers. And, and technology really allows us to do that at scale. Right. So that that has sort of been um, the platform that has opened up so much of this opportunity to bring what it is we know, do it in a really unique way. And also because we don't have to deal with sort of some of the legacy systems and legacy sort of infrastructure and business models, we're able to really leverage technology 
bring the value to the consumer because we're not really having to, to focus on, on upkeeping some old stuff that we, we can really just be looking forward. And so, you know, I think being able to serve the needs of millions of consumers, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and that's how we're going to continue to run. So just this week, you announced the offering of a digital investing tool for the mass market. Uh, the market is filled with both legacy and new entrants to the digital wealth management field. How will your offering stand out from the competition? I think our offering absolutely stands out. Goldman Sachs brings a level of expertise in growing wealth of consumers, probably in a way better than than most, if not all. And so we've actually been able to harness that expertise to bring Marcus Invest to a much broader set of consumers. And like I said before, you know, we have the trust, the brand, the balance sheet, frankly, um, that much larger banks have, but we have flexibility and the agility that a fintech has. And so, you know, our portfolios, if we're just talking about Marcus Invest, you know, our portfolios are kind of brainchilded by our investment strategy group. But then we've really looked at the, you know, the level of complexity that's needed for for a broader swath of customers and been able to make the investing process really simple. So we kind of ask you a few questions about yourself and then we're able to recommend a portfolio and then you actually get to tailor it too. And so I think technology allows us to do that, but as far as consumer, uh, you know, competitors are concerned, I don't really see anybody in that unique position. You have customers that have come from very diverse customer bases. That include people that have become a markets customer because of above average rate on a savings account. Maybe they've come in because of the digital loan offering or, or even as an Apple Card member. How do you communicate this offering, the offerings you have? How do you cross-sell and communicate all the different products you have available to such a diverse customer base? You know, it goes back to what I was saying about customer journeys. I, I don't actually like to think about it as cross-sell because, you know, cross-sell is really about a product by product. How am I going to get you to put that, you know, in your in your pocket, so to speak? And what we really focus on is, you know, through tools like Insights, looking at sort of your savings and being able to say, hey, at sometimes you're going to be saving there is money that you might want to invest for the long term, serving that in a really integrated experience so that we're guiding our customers, but we're also letting them make those choices. That is actually proved to be successful. And I think it's a model even outside financial services people use. The more you're, you're kind of making sure that you're on the side of the customer and showing them what's not only the, you know, the huge mall of everything that's relevant uh, that's, that they could buy, but showing them what's relevant to them, that actually ends up building trust and building relationships with those customers. And so we're in it for the long haul with them. And that's, you know, part of that is building out the product suite. And then um, a, a big part of it and a big part of my job is what's the connected customer experience. It gets down to, and, and we talk about this when we visit with many of the fintech and legacy banking organizations, it really gets down to the application of data and insights to determine the, the next most likely engagement or offering, but not based on a cross-sell, as you said, but more based on, on customer needs and what is the best next step. And, and I would imagine that part of this also includes the recommendation of, of the personality 
financial personality quiz or of Marcus Insights, correct? And, you know, both Insights and the the quiz are really designed um, to get you in a place where it, it's not complicated. We're not asking you for a, a huge data dump or, you know, Excel sheets of all of this stuff. How do we make it easy for you? And so the quiz is just 10 questions, gets you sort of, you know, the wheels turning on, on how you tend to naturally think about your finances and what could help. And then Insights, super easy to use. You're able to aggregate all your accounts in one place. And then we really do all of that hard work of slicing and dicing and giving that to you in a really visual way. That's our job is to make that easier. Much of the growth of Marcus by Goldman Sachs has been the result of partnerships and acquisitions. Is there a possibility in the future that you might provide banking as a service for legacy financial institutions, similar to what Google is doing with financial institutions that has been announced? So partnerships is absolutely part of the market strategy. Um, banking as a service, you've probably seen it with Walmart, with Amazon, where we've been able to actually offer our products in their ecosystems so that we're really where consumers are when they're making those decisions. Again, going back to making sure we're being contextual and relevant versus just, you know, punting stuff out there. And so that, you know, alongside our direct-to-consumer strategy, those kinds of partnerships are absolutely um, part and parcel of how we think we can reach that ambition of serving millions of customers and helping them. So do you think you can do kind of what Google's offering to do right now, which is be the front door to a legacy financial institution then? You know, I think we're always evaluating that partner strategy. We've we've certainly partnered with places that, you know, I think about we have a partnership with AARP where we offer our savings accounts to them. And not that AARP is a financial institution, but they do offer a whole suite of financial products. So, you know, I, I don't think that that's, that's far-fetched, but, you know, we continue to evaluate partners and that's sort of ongoing in the background. So let's take a short break here and recognize the sponsor of the podcast. Is your organization trying to embrace digital banking transformation in 2021? Are you trying to elevate the customer experience? Figure out what technology you want to implement to improve the customer journey. Look at data analytics to really better understand and personalize the customer experience. And you're trying to make it so that more of your employees can buy into and be part of your digital banking transformation. If this sounds like you, I ask you to reimagine banking with our newest podcast sponsor, Microsoft. They give you the opportunity to unlock new opportunities at speed throughout innovative business models, deliver differentiated customer experiences across channels, products, and services, and redefine new ways of banking. Microsoft and its partner ecosystem help banks to achieve differentiation through sustainable growth, streamlining core systems, reducing cost and risk, and delighting customers and employees. If you're in the midst of a journey, trying to figure out what to do next, maybe trying to find out what other organizations are doing to lift up their experience level, I really encourage you to look at Microsoft. For more information, visit Microsoft.com slash financial services.
Welcome back to Banking Transform. So I am joined today by Sonali Devilak, Head of Product for Consumer Business at Goldman Sachs. Sonali has shared insights around the product development strategy of Marcus and as how Marcus has used a partnership and portfolio acquisition strategy to grow at an accelerated rate over the past few years. We also discussed some of the new financial education tools that Marcus has introduced. So Sonali, before the break, we were discussing the rapid expansion of services introduced by Marcus over the last 12 months. The elephant in the room is the reality that Marcus is yet to introduce the centerpiece of financial services, the Marcus digital checking account. Is there a timeline for this introduction? There is. And um, and we, we've shared that we do plan to launch that later this year, and we're extremely excited about it. If I can tease it a bit, I would just say, you know, we've really looked at what is the human experience associated with checking accounts. And I think what you'll see is part and parcel of the what Marcus has brought up to this point, which is a customer experience and a rethink of how financial products should be served up. So obviously, the importance of getting it right is of utmost importance. But in today's digital world, is a checking account still the indicator of a consumer's primary financial institution? Or could it be the loan relationship or the higher rate savings account or, or even the credit card? I think that answer depends on individuals, much like the financial personality quiz. But, you know, at Marcus, we're building the bank on your phone and the digital bank of the future. And so it's important for us to be someone's holistic bank, to have that primary relationship. And so the way we think about it really is how do we connect these experiences across these products and what are our customers telling us that they need and how do we make sure we're delivering on, on those needs and launching the products that, that are most important to them? Well, it's interesting because I think the platform you're building, I'm not even too sure if what product they own is going to be as important as really embedding financial services within the daily life of a Marcus customer, no matter how they came in initially. I think the expansion is is something that's going to be interesting to watch because I think, you know, you've already indicated the importance of data and insights and, and trying to move the customer along the customer journey in a way that's comfortable to them. But it's going to be interesting because, you know, does it really matter if it's a checking account or if it's a loan or if it's a credit card? I mean, I look at my son, he's 23 years old and he uses Venmo for everything, but he doesn't see that as a checking account or as a payment service. He just sees it as a way to do banking. It, that's kind of what you're going toward then, aren't you? Really not a delineation of products in the traditional sense? We really try to get our thinking away from products and more around experience and how are you solving problems at the right moment, at the right time, serving up the right solutions. And so, you know, one of the things we do really purposefully is make sure, you know, it's funny that you said he doesn't think about it as a checking account. You know, people need to spend, they need to borrow. They need to invest. They need to save. So we think about it in, in those more human terms and then say, hey, what's the solution behind it? And I think that's the reality. If you want to be you know, something that's part of everyone's day-to-day -day life, you have to approach it the way they think about you know, their other day-to-day -day interactions. So it's interesting. I talk quite a bit about the insane simplicity of applying for an Apple credit card. I think maybe it took me five screens and three minutes to get an Apple card. And the way that Apple, you know, and you and Goldman Sachs announces, they simply say it's already in your mobile wallet. When you're developing new services, how important is the simplicity and speed of engagement overall when you're looking at new products? 
consumer centricity, you know, thinking about the customer and how they behave, that is, it's critical and it's central to everything we do. So if you were to walk through some of our, you know, prototyping sessions or our design thinking sessions, we're actually having people play with it and we're saying, hey, where did they naturally go to hit the button to do the next thing? What does the human intuition actually suggest is the right way to bring people through an experience? And so simplicity is always key for sure. And then speed, but you want to make sure that as you're thinking about speed, you're also thinking about transparency, about clear communication, making sure that the customer understands what it is that they're doing versus breezing over things. And so, you know, Goldman absolutely takes a risk management approach, but I think that's just the right thing to do by the customer. You know, 90% of our interactions with our customers are digital at Marcus. And so, you know, for that to come across and make sure that that's easy and people, we build that trust with consumers, we need things to be really simple. And again, people, there's just a new uh, expectation around how easy it should be to do things. And so that's what we strive for. Well, it's interesting because when you when you look at what you've done, I, I again, look at the Apple card as just being an amazing example. You do, you take things apart and, and don't look at them in a traditional sense. So even the authorization of the credit card didn't become a pick up the phone and make a call and push in the digits. It was simply take your phone to the to the card carrier and authorize the card. You know, these little things that are so outside the norm of what I'll say traditional legacy financial institutions. You know, I was talking to Dustin Cohn, geez, it's about a year ago now from Marcus, and and he said, you know, it's interesting how we we combine bankers and non-bankers so that we don't take on the legacy thought pattern that is built into banking. You know, we, we have training programs. So it's, I think it's interesting how when you take apart the pieces and when you don't have the legacy banking as a foundation, it actually makes digital development of financial services, I think, easier. Couldn't agree more. You know, there's a misconception that banking has to be complicated. And it's so funny how people just have accepted that as par for the course. And so I, I, you know, I think you're right. We really want to show that a modern bank of the future doesn't require those inconveniences. And so we do challenge ourselves to say, you know, how can you make this make more sense and be more streamlined? Those are the areas where you find delight, you know, with customers and where, you know, they're almost surprised how easy some of the, the solutions we have are. When you're focusing on simplicity and and speed and financial education and all that, what kind of retention rate do you have on these portfolios that you've acquired that that are vastly different from what I'll say the the legacy way of doing businesses? I I know it's early for the GM credit card, but you've had other acquisition strategies in the past. Do you have a fairly good retention rate once you get that customer in the fold of what you're trying to do at Marcus? We are very proud and we've, you know, we believe we've been extremely successful actually across all of our, our lines of business, you know, almost a hundred billion in global deposits. We shared, you know, 8 billion in, in card and loan balances, millions of customers. So, you know, there's not, there's not one product there that's sort of, you know, bringing anything down or having the challenges. And, and again, we, we are really looking at this as a connected experience and how do we kind of solidify our relationship with customers by continuing to provide the solutions they want. 
I'm going to pivot in a way that we've talked about during uh, COVID. We use the word pivot way too much, but shift gears uh, quite a bit here and talk a little bit about your career. We're, we're approaching International Women's Day in the beginning of March. And I wanted to find out a bit more about your rise through the ranks in a business that is still very male dominated. From your perspective, has the awareness of the historical disparity in opportunities for women in finance helped expand the potential for women to play important roles within financial institutions? Absolutely. It all starts with awareness, right? And the truth is, when it, and particularly as it comes to financial services, your customers are incredibly diverse. You have people of every gender, you have people across different races. And so if you're going to reflect products that suit such a diverse array of customers, you need to have a diverse array of employees that are thinking through how do you solve those customer needs. And so you know, highlighting where that might not be the case and where perhaps you're not as representative in your employee base and bringing it back to the problem you're trying to solve for the customer, it makes it really apparent. And so I actually think that awareness has been great. It's been awesome working in a place like Goldman Sachs that truly recognizes it. It's part of the active discussion. It's not something that's talked about behind closed doors. And we really seek to get a number of very diverse perspectives, whether that's by people's background or frankly, even their discipline, right? So, you know, it's not like our engineers build this and our product builds this and our design. We really all bring everybody together because that's really how you get the best thinking and diversity across the workforce is how you bring the best solutions to customers. So I'm not going to put you on the spot with regard to Marcus or Goldman Sachs right here, but is the environment within financial institutions truly getting better or are many of the efforts more of a window dressing as opposed to truly integrating the idea of diversity within organizations? How do, how do you see it in the marketplace? So if I look broadly, I'm sure it's it's mixed, but you know, I wouldn't describe any of the efforts or any of the conversation as window dressing. You know, I think bringing a spotlight to the need for more diversity is incredibly important. And I think, you know, I work at a place that absolutely walks the walk, right? So yeah. we recognize that there's change that needs to be made and, you know, we have our 10,000 women initiative, the Goldman Sachs Women's Network is incredibly active. And so I do think we're walking the walk, but, you know, I've seen some incredibly accomplished women trying to sort of the top ranks in the industry. And I, and I think that's great. And so whether some firms might be behind and just be calling it window dressing, the fact that they're taking that first step is, is good for all. And I think, you know, firms like Goldman Sachs can set the example. You know, uh, Stephanie Cohen was just made the co-head yeah. of our division. And, and it, it's really great and inspirational to see, you know, a woman in that leadership position and really driving the innovation that we're, we're doing at the firm. So you've been in financial services your entire career. You, you spent 15 years in American Express, taking on increasingly greater responsibilities before moving to Marcus. For women hoping to enter the finance industry or move up the ranks of organization, what suggestions do you have that would help them in their career? You know, it goes a little to what we were speaking about, you know, being cognizant of the issue and the fact that you might be the only woman at the table and knowing that that might be the situation you're in is sort of critical to overcoming it. It's this sort of level of self-awareness that, that I think is really important. And so, 
if you know that's the case, then you can kind of be prepared of how might I represent myself? How might I and be authentic with my ideas? And what's some of the pushback I might experience? And, and how am I going to deal with it? You know, and then the other thing I would say is you have choice in where you work. There's a lot of people looking for really accomplished women out there. And so finding a workplace that really encourages women to support each other is important. And so it's not the same, you know, I think about back to my parents, they, they worked at one place and they were there for 40 years. That's not the case anymore. And so, you know, it's about how you prepare yourself and then it's finding the right culture. Sonali, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. It's been great talking to you and getting a fresh perspective on where markets is going and, and all the changes that are going on. I, I mentioned before our, our broadcast started that I'm a huge fan of Marcus, have been since the beginning, because I think that, you know, the big advantage you have is as a fintech company still, that you have the brand recognition that many fintech organizations don't. And I think, you know, when the checking account gets introduced and even before that, you're certainly an organization that that needs to be recognized for what it is, which is really looking out for the, the middle market consumer and what financial services really can be. Thank you very much for being on the show today. Thanks, Jim, and thanks for being a customer. Wow, what a great interview with Sonali Devilak. It's interesting from her perspective, who, you know, she's just been announced as the head of product for the consumer business at Goldman and, and working for Marcus, but how much has happened in the last month? As you look at that, bankers, wake up, because what is happening at Marcus right now is going to impact everything you do, because Marcus has the brand of Goldman Sachs, they're having the products, and they're bringing the digital know-how on how to make banking easier. Thanks for listening to Banking Transformed. Rate is a top five banking podcast. I generally appreciate the support you've provided since we started this endeavor over a year ago. If you enjoy what we're doing, please be sure to subscribe to the Banking Transform podcast on your favorite podcast app. In addition, take a minute or so to give the show some love in the form of a review. It means a lot to me and to the team we work with. Finally, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out the research we're doing on digital transformation, the future of banking, reach of banking innovation, and the changing dynamics of financial marketing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, audio engineer, Sean Roll Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, make every day a learning experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.